This is episode 173 of the Fearless Launching Show, and today we're talking to someone who has a little bit to share with us about surviving as a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Now, we hear this kind of phrase, this term a lot, but today I'm going to introduce you to someone, and you might already know her, but she truly is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's making all the things work. She's done a lot of things that maybe you're doing right now, and I'm sure there's a few things she's not. So I'll see you on the inside. Let's get going. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there. So today I have a very special guest to introduce you to. I'm pretty sure I've introduced her before in the past, definitely during Fearless Launching launches because she is a fearless launcher. Um, I met Taylor Bradford, I want to say like in the fall of 2014. So it's been almost four years. This will be the fourth fourth year that I know Taylor. And at the time, she was a successful blogger. She'd been blogging four years, head of, I think, um, some sort of blogging association for, I feel like, her area of the country where she's from. And she was just about to launch a brand, brand new podcast. So during Fearless Launching, that's what her launch was. That's what she focused on. Now, since then, her passions have kind of come out to play and become legitimate parts of her business. When I initially had asked Taylor to come on, I was thinking, oh, you know, Taylor's going to give us some really great intel on blogging and how to, you know, stay passionate about your blog and how to make sure that we get as many people looking at our blog as possible. I'm like, yeah, this is a this is my blogging episode. But I realized that the theme is actually more about surviving as a multi-passionate entrepreneur and someone who who discovers things regularly that they're passionate about, that they want to pursue, and not necessarily as a business, but having that kind of entrepreneurial spirit in everything they do. And if it leads them to something that actually becomes part of their business, well, then that's great too. So Taylor really walks us through kind of what happened over the life of her business up till now. I think you're going to find it interesting because, and I want, this is really for you if you're just starting out, you're not sure what's going to happen, you're not sure what you're doing, you're kind of trying to pull it together, you're trying to pull the idea of your business together, but also for someone who's been in business a while, maybe feeling a little bit like, not stuck, but dusty, like you want to do something new. Uh, and and so this is really the call to to know that, A, things are going to change in your business. Things are going to change. You, you may stop wanting to launch 
certain things, you may want to start doing new things and start launching new things and new parts of your business. So I just, I think you'll love Taylor. She's got a lot of energy. She's been doing this for years and she knows her stuff and what she's doing now, the way she discovered it, just, it really just speaks to me because it's so easy and it just came out of something that she did for fun. Like how amazing is that? All right, let's dive in. Welcome Taylor Bradford to the show. So Taylor, I am thrilled to have you back. I feel like you've been on the show, but you haven't, have you? Have you? I think I have, um, but maybe in my dream. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it was in my dream as well. No, I've definitely, definitely talked about your business and what you're doing, but I don't know if you've actually been on the podcast. Maybe. So that's interesting. So it anyways. is interesting because in my mind's eye, I think I have, but maybe I haven't. <laughs> well, I've, I've been on yours. So, yes. So we definitely have chatted before and you're an alum of Fearless Launching. So I've know, I feel like I've known you for a while. So maybe that's why because we've been on – anyways, we don't need to hash this out in front of everybody. <laughs> um, let's just say we know each other. But I, I am so excited that you're here because I – you know, we haven't done any kind of episode on – like the different ways that you can have a business really online. Like that's really what it's about. Like there's so many different um, things that people can be doing that it's no longer like if I'm, if I was, I was writing the show notes for today and I'm like, wow, I really can't introduce anybody anymore very easily because people are doing so many different things. And that's the nature of entrepreneurship. You are, you've got all these different things. These all, all these, you know, pans on the fire in different places. Yeah. And I'm a serial entrepreneur. So like, I definitely have a lot of irons in the fire. I mean, okay. So if you go to taylorbradford.com, you're actually going to see moonshine recipes at the top. I kid you yes. not. And yes. I love that. And planner tips. Gotta love that yes. too. So, and a lot of other things. Shop my finds. I'm like, I'll be right there. Um, (laughs) So, Taylor, before we, like, dive into, like, I guess maybe, like, all the evolution of how kind of things built, how how you kind of started and all of that, I would love to know, like, where are you at right now? What's kind of consists of, like, the Taylor Bradford empire? (laughs) So, right now, uh, my main focus has been Boss Girl Creative, which is my weekly podcast where I teach the nitty gritty of blogging and social media and how to grow your online empire. And then my other main focus has been my vintage rental business, which is Sugar Creek Vintage Rentals, which I primarily serve the wedding industry, but recently uh, dipped my toes into the commercial world and actually have a Ford commercial out right now with my props in them, which is pretty cool. That's exciting. I know. And it's airing during the Winter Olympics. And I actually just <laughs> saw it air yesterday on History Channel. So <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. I know. You're going to have to like tell me which one that is so that I can like now go I will now go watch the Olympics so that I can see your Yes, it's called We the People. That's the name of the Ford commercial. And it's a super powerful message. And uh, when you see um, a, a farmhouse in the background and a farm table and people walking up to it and setting the table. That is all of my rentals. That is so exciting. 
I know. It's like a, a blip of a second, but yes, it, it's an exciting moment for <laughs> me in that business. So those are my two big big focuses for 2018 and and my blog has really over the last year or two years kind of taken a backseat I'm I've been really like struggling with what that even is anymore because I've pushed so much more effort towards boss girl creative and this vintage rental business that my blog has just taken a backseat which I'm I'm okay with, I still struggle with what it is and I know what it will be. Like we're kind of in this weird, my husband and I are in this weird, like waiting game of we've got one of our businesses up for sale. And like, if it sells tomorrow, then we have 180 days to, you know, 1031 exchange the money to buy land and build a warehouse for all my vintage business stuff. Um, and, and if we, it doesn't happen tomorrow or in the next you know month or two, the goal is to buy the land at the very end of this year. And so I know what my blog will be once we can move forward with that. Because right now it's just not my blog, like my, my life, even though I'm constantly hustling, it's not all that enamorous. It's not, yeah, like all, it's not that all that blog exciting. Yeah. And so, and truly in the blog world these days, you have to have a shtick and you, I mean, I talk about that in this week's episode actually, where it, it's really truly more now about funneling your passion and building your authority and, and not necessarily chasing the robots anymore, like bringing back old school blog methods that at least in my opinion, I think that's the, the trend of where blogs will need to go. And um, so I, I've been, struggling with that aspect but everything else is like firing on all 10 cylinders it's really amazing I love that so okay so then you know because it hasn't gotten a lot of attention let's start with the the blog because isn't that where kind of things started before the podcast oh absolutely absolutely so I started blogging the first go around around 2008 and then I really jumped into it feet first in 2011 and was just enamored by the medium of blogging. I was bored out of my mind. I was working on the road full time out in West Texas, which is the middle of nowhere, and had nothing to do. I was living in a hotel three weeks at a time, and I needed something to kind of just like work through my creative whatever I was experiencing because I was bored and I needed something. So yep. started blogging five days a week and I Whoa. legitimately blogged five days a week all the way up until 2016. So, and I found like I was the business of blogging, the nitty gritty of blogging. I was fascinated by it. And so I began teaching Anytime I learned something new, I created a series on that blog called Hashtag Blogging Education, and I wrote a new lesson every single time I learned something new. And I was so fascinated by the business of blogging and being able to share what I was learning that Q Forward in late 2014, I guess, is when I heard my first podcast and I was like, whoa, this would be a really cool medium. Like, I am so passionate about teaching how to blog and teaching everything to help you grow 
that I think if I got into people's ears, they could really hear how passionate I am about teaching how to blog and use social media to grow your online businesses, that this is just like the next best thing. And so 2015 is where I went through B-School mm-hmm. and really crafted and honed in on what Boss Girl Creative became. And then I went through your program, Fearless Launching, which I was so, so, so grateful to stumble into right after B-School because I didn't know as a blogger, you just could create something, talk to your friends about it. If they said, oh yeah, that sounds great. Then you would just <laughs> do it and hit publish. And then you're like, 50-50 crapshoot on whether or not it would work. And so when I learned that there was an actual like roadmap to launching a business online, I was like, give me all the things and I need your program. And so <laughs> I was so grateful for that. And it truly helped me launch the podcast, which happened in July of 2015. Literally right after we finished your program, I yeah. hit launch. So yeah. That's the evolution. Wow. I mean, so over that time now, I, I'm actually, I like, of course, I like immediately was like clicking and I'm looking around and stuff. Um, do you feel like, so my question is, okay, so you, so you moved away from the blog a little bit, but it still seems like it's pretty relevant. It's not like it's, it's not relevant. It, it looks pretty updated to me. It's not like this ghost town, unless maybe it is. And I, it's just strategically (laughs) looks like that. But, um, but what I'm, but I'm curious, like, what do you think? Do you think that it's because blogging is no longer, I don't know, like necessary? Is it just because you've shifted your focus? I'm just curious. It's more that I shifted my focus and kind of fell out of love with my own blog itself Mm -hmm. and really kind of struggled with what my identity is with it. And I always say this to some of my friends uh, when talking about blogging and watching some of my close blogging friends just literally overnight explode as a social media influencer, as a blogger influencer. And there are a few like niches that that can happen for you. You can become this overnight sensation. And I'm, and truly it's not overnight. I'm just generalizing that it's a lot of hard work. Um, but there are a certain, a few certain niches that kind of can propel you forward. And I'm not in one of those. And so It's not imposter syndrome in the sense that like I looked and compare myself to what they're doing because we're in completely different niches. I understand and recognize that I can't be that. But like truly finding my way, I felt like I lost my way with my blog. And because I don't have one of those shticks. What do you think? What I mean, give me an example. So like a a mom blogger. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, moms are the shoppers. And yeah. so like, when you can talk about your parenting struggles or you can talk about maybe infertility or you can talk about just things that other people latch onto because they feel that too. Yeah. Those are the bloggers that are really growing. And so I'm not a mom. I have no animals. I live in a rental property that we own, but I can't go and do major home DIYs or renovations. And so like there are there are are blog niches that kind of give you a, a stronger platform to potentially have this great great growth. Um and then there's others that 
are a little bit harder. So so I had this identity crisis with my own blog. I actually rebranded to my name last August, uh, taylorbradford.com, thinking that that was going to help prepare me forward or propel me forward. And I decided I came up with a tagline where I'm inspiring statement makers and unleashing my own creativity. But I still feel that pull of what are you doing? So I've just been trying to figure that out. And instead of like racking my brain and, and making it be something it's not right now, my focus has been Boss Girl Creative and my vintage business. So I feel like in a year when I do have this land and I do have this shop and I'm not kind of bogged down with the day job that I currently still have, which is an oil and gas, um, that it will kind of open some doors for me, not necessarily monetarily, but like in my brain. <laughs> like, yeah, I see what you mean. Those blocks away. Yeah, I definitely see what you mean. Um, I mean, I think about, I think about it all the time, moving all of my content over to a, just a fearless launching blog, like over there. But then I think, well, what would you do on your own name? What would that even be? Are you going to do planners all of a sudden, Nan? You're going to do essential oils or health or something? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know. Like, so right. I'm, I struggle with having a blog too because I think, why am I doing this? I'm not, like, the traffic's not, like, so amazing that I'm like, oh, I'm getting so many leads, you know? Um, right. So it's definitely um, – would you say that one of those those little shticks or niches, are, they, are any of them in the business kind of education – I think, uh, I mean, or does it really have to be a personality? I think it has to be a personality and, and it's, it's the personality that's bringing the information to the table. Um, I mean, obviously there are some business powerhouses, um, out there, but I think they built them off of their personality and not necessarily because of the niche a little bit, but then again, at the end of the day, there are, I don't it's a, it's a, it's a, just as true internal struggle for me because I know what I'm putting out there is really good content. Like I am, I'm very insightful to like, is this helping a girl on the go? Because that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to somebody who is either has a nine to five, but is hustling at night just like I am, or who is wanting to do better at their nine to five and like rise up in the ranks. And so I know I'm giving the content that I need to be giving, but at the end of the day, that is not a large market. Yeah. And so that's that's where I'm like, holly, I feel like I'm just like spinning my wheels sometimes because I don't have that. I think my personality is there. I just am like at this point where uh, I need another shtick. Yeah. Well, I also I also think that. Um... You know, just not to like kind of harp on this, be like dig in and figure out what's going on. But I feel like it's smart of you to really take the two things like, you know, one is online, really. And I don't know how you're marketing the the vintage business, but like it's okay to have like less focus. I feel like that's making those stronger and it's going to become more apparent. Like you said, you know what it will become, taylorbradford.com. But I think making that focus on those two projects is smart. 
Yeah, because I think eventually it will evolve to what Taylor Bradford in my head it needs to be or or I want it to become. Mm-hmm. And and I need Boss Girl and I need Sugar Creek to keep moving along because I know where they fit into the end game and they'll fit into taylorbradford.com. I just have to get them there so that it all comes back full circle. Yeah. I mean, that's that that's definitely interesting. I had no idea you had like other things too going on. Like you said you own a property that rental properties that mean other people rent from you too. Yes. Yeah. My husband and I, we have investment property and uh, I bought my first investment property, which is a, a duplex when I was 24. That was uh, almost 13 years ago. And, um, we moved in one side, rented out the other side and lived rent free for several years. And, um, I own now I own two separate properties, each have two units, but we're back living in one of them to uh, save some money. Well, that's good though. Yeah, it's and, your place. Uh, oh my god, right? <laughs> and they're almost paid for, which is crazy. Like in the next five and a half years, they're both paid for. And um, we have a commercial piece of property that um, we had a car lot at, but now we have a tenant there and it's, it's up for sale. It's been up for sale for a while, but um. And that, that will be leveraged at some point to purchase the land. Because my ultimate goal, and, and this will kind of help bring Taylor Bradford back full circle, not only is to have this land, like I want at least 40 acres of land to build this warehouse on, but also I will be building a farmhouse, which will give me more blog content. And the end goal is a wedding venue, which will give me more blog content. So like I feel like I know what the end goal is. But Taylor right. Bradford right now just has to take that back seat. Yeah. I mean, I think that's smart. So that that's okay. We'll we'll let let her have her back seat for now. <laughs> um so then let's shift gears. I wanna know what you're doing, like to build to like build both of these, the Boss Girl Creative, which I feel like is more visible and more I'm more aware of that. But I would love to know like where did you get the idea for Sugar Creek? Is that the name of the vintage company? Yeah. Yes, Sugar Creek Vintage Rentals. So I've been in business with that for over three years now. And it came from, I've I've loved antiques and vintage pieces my whole life. I grew up in a household where my mom had antique booths at antique malls. My dad is an auctioneer and my family's in the auctioneer business and just a love of all things old. And um When I was 24, my mom passed away and I inherited all of her antiques, which meant they all came to Texas with me and or I had to bring them to Texas. And I had a vast inventory already. And a friend of mine and I, I had uh, created her baby shower, designed it, put it together, hosted it and kind of went over the top. And then she had done a baby shower herself, and then we did some things together. And our initial, like, hey, let's have a rental company, was just for parties. It Like, we never thought anything relating to weddings would come of it. We just were kind of playing around. Hey, let's have this rental company. And when we sat down and wrote down how many items we actually had between the two of us, we had, like, over 300 items. <laughs> we were like, whoa, this might be a no-brainer. So... Um, 
In the Dallas market, there were at that time uh, three other vintage rental businesses, and we reached out to one of them who she had interacted with in the past. Um, she had done a, her wedding photos, uh, her bridal photos using one of their sofas, vintage sofas. And so just as a heads up, hey, we're coming into the market. We want to let you know we think we'll be different, yada, yada, yada. Just letting you know, kind of giving a heads up. Yeah, that was nice uh, of you. (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, and that was on the spurring of her photographer. She's like, hey, I'm good friends with them. Just give them a heads up. So we did, and we learned the vast world of weddings and (laughs) got really active in the actual networking and going to networking events, specifically in the wedding industry and getting to know other vendors. And that's really how we grew. And, um, we, she moved, uh, last year or the year before last, I don't remember. And we, we went our separate ways. I rebranded into Sugar Creek and, um, it's just been like growing exponentially each year. I'm just blown out of the water with the opportunities that come my way, but networking is the key to the wedding industry and getting involved. So now I am a treasurer of one of the networking associations um, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I go to every networking event that I can. I show up at wedding venue open houses and display oh my, my services. Um, well, so I mean, I do that's board. the best way to do it, right? Because people oh, need to see it in person. Yeah, and we, we do these things called styled shoots where you just get vendors together and we kind of do really elaborate things. Um, more elaborate than a, a traditional bride will ever do, um, but it allows them to, once you get published, so like the goal is to try to get published in a national wedding blog or a wedding publication of some sort, just to get your name out there. And... Um, it's been a lot of fun. And like my, my goal with Sugar Creek, not only just to have the vintage rentals and eventually the wedding venue, but is to become known for my styling and my design services. And because that is where I truly feel that is my strong suit. And I lean eclectic boho. So my style and what's in my inventory leans that eclectic boho. And uh, it's it's just been a lot of fun. And holy moly, there's a lot of money in the wedding industry. So. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, and every time that I've seen the pictures of you, at, especially with I, and I had to look for it because I was like, what color was that? That sofa or something. And of course, it's teal kind of. It looks like a dark mer- aquamarine or something that you're standing next to. I'm like, where is that couch? <laughs> Oh, you can get that couch from uh, World Market, actually. <laughs> World Market, okay. Yes. Yeah, or if I'm in the Dallas area, I can. Or uh, yes, I can, can go to it. that studio. Yeah, um, actually, that's that sofa. It's so funny. I don't even have that inventory in my sofa. I mean, that sofa in my inventory. Um, that we did a, I call it a boss babe photo shoot with several other wedding vendors so that we could get some new headshots and some actual stock photography that I could use yeah. on my blog and use with my business and that sofa was there in the studio and I have gotten so many questions about that sofa so maybe I should go invest in it from I, World I think you might want to because it is such a statement it like, is and it's a really beautiful color um it's so so nice I love it thank you um well that's exciting so so a few things that I I just want to say that I really love about this is that 
it was just something that came out of like something fun for yes. you to do. And really? you were with worked with someone else um, using old school, just straight up networking, getting to know people. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure like when you have random conversations, too, with people, this comes up because it's a very easy. It almost feels so easy to the business. But I mean, I'm sure you do a lot of hustling as well. But it does sound like people really just need to talk to you. And then they see see what see your inventory. And they're like, wow, OK, let's do this. Yes. In the wedding industry, there is a huge education component um, because my category is definitely a luxury expense. Um, most brides, when they are thinking about, you know, where they're going to put their budget, they don't think about rentals. And so, and I'm a specialty rental. I'm not even a traditional rental, which would be like your tables and chairs and yeah maybe just your serving ware and what people are eating on. So I'm definitely a specialty piece. So I either get hired at the very beginning when there's a wedding planner involved or I'm hired last minute. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. How do I make this pretty? And so there is still a lot of an education component to it, which I like um, because it, it allows me to be like, hey, you know, that picture you just sent me on Pinterest Everything that you see there, minus the florals, is rentable. And I think a lot of times brides think that their florist is just going to provide everything that's in that pretty picture. And so there is an educational component to it, which actually is uh, leads me down to a new business venture that we'll be launching this year uh, with another friend of mine who owns a wedding venue, where that is the main goal is to educate brides. So... It's just like it. once you, yeah, once you jump in and you really start, it, it goes all all the way back to like what problem are you trying to solve for people? And like once you get into the nitty gritty of your industry and your niche and you are doing the networking and you're doing the, the groundwork and the hustle and the constantly moving and, and listening in to what people are saying and what are clients saying and what are other vendors saying and like filling the gaps that's basically what I've done and 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 used Sugar Creek to kind of give me that outlet. So it's been fun. Yeah. And and I also love that you're that you've got this interest in kind of like the bigger the the design part yes. of it. Because I feel like that's gonna be one of those things where if someone says, you know, you if someone says, I want, you know, I want a Taylor Bre I want a Sugar Creek look. Like then you've won because yes. they're looking for the look and you'd be like, well, I can get anything you need. Yes. You know, it doesn't even need to be in your inventory. No, no. I so, love shop. Which so. is great. Which is great. <laughs> just like, I don't care. Like eventually I would think that you would want people to be like, I just want that look. I know they can do that. Yes. That's um, what I want. So I, I love that. I love that so much, Taylor. Thank I'm like, you. oh my gosh. See, I I don't give myself enough freedom or time, I think, to explore different things like this that are just kind of like fun that mm -hmm. I not even take for granted. But obviously, you put care into this party. Did you say it was a baby shower or a yeah, wedding was shower? A, yeah, or it was a, a baby shower for my friend. Uh, it was her first and holy moly, I spent a lot of money to make it happen, but I was just so excited to design it. 
Yeah. And that that's that's a really that's a really great hint for anybody who is thinking, well, maybe their main kind of thing, maybe they're having an identity crisis because I know that it's easy to, you know, honestly, I've had identity crisis even in my current business where I'm like, oh, is this really the thing or what is this? Where, what, where are we going here? Um, right. So I think I think going to that place of fun, passion, something you're excited about, and just it's not that it was easy. It was obviously um, an investment on your part. So I'm curious also. So networking, it looks like you're blogging. I know you have um, an Instagram. You've definitely I've seen stuff on Instagram, but I don't think I've been on your Sugar Creek. Profile, yeah, I have which... a completely separate uh, Sugar Creek Instagram. And it's, it's Sugar Using Creek Vintage Rentals. Using that I see. No, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and truly keeping it separate. But what I have also found is the crossover between Boss Girl Creative and the wedding vendors themselves that I've encountered from Sugar Creek and networking and really kind of giving myself a platform that makes sense to teach them how to blog and how to use their social media and how to stand out in the sea of noise and um, trying to work on my authority, even though my authority mainly is for bloggers. Like I mentioned at the top of the show that my other, the other people listening to me are small business owners who want to blog and want to use social media. So I have two Street customers. Right there. You're doing it. You're yeah. doing it with an actual business. So it's not yes. like you're just, yeah, I'm a blogger. No, right. I actually have a business that's that we use our blog. We use our website to get more customers to, yes. to, to do our business. So I think that, that that is like the best way. Like when, whenever I see people just teaching because they've done something, once but if you're actually using that skill that you want to help other people oh have, yeah and I'm you're like using a it case day, study you are a walking case study so <laughs> I I think that is great um have you seen a lot of has has it been how is I mean Instagram is obviously really visual the vintage business is obviously all about like what people see in that mood and the the photos um has have you found that you've gotten gotten many clients or inquiries from Instagram or? Oh yeah, my it, between Google and Instagram, that's where all of my business comes from. Um, obviously vendor referrals too, but like a, my bread and butter is Google, and then Instagram's right behind it because people are drawn to that visual. They yep. want that experience, and yep. that is what Sugar Creek is showcasing. And I, I, I talk about this a lot about, you know, like how do you use your social channels to truly sell what you're doing? And if you are in a service-based industry, you need to sell the experience. And that's yeah. what I'm doing with Sugar Creek. Yeah. I mean, these are gorgeous, gorgeous photos. If you guys want to go to Sugar Creek Vintage Rentals on Instagram, you will just, I'm, I'm so impressed by these. And I have the bonus of working with amazing photographers so like that's where I mean I'm not showcasing and I, I make it a point that that Instagram account does not have anything outside of a professional photo show up right. on the actual account itself and I'm blessed because I'm in an industry with a ton of photographers and that those are I mean either hey 
<laughs> right. And it's all of my stuff. I only showcase my stuff. So that's either a, a from an actual wedding or from a styled shoot that I participated in. But I'm I'm selling that experience. Yep. I love it. And you've got just the right amount of um, of pictures of humans enjoying the experience as well. And you um, in there as well, which I love. I love it. Thank you. Love it. Okay. So now let's flip over. Like we'll talk a little bit about Boss Girl Creative and about the podcast because I, you know, I see how I see the least out front ways that you're marketing the podcast, but how have you felt about the growth of the podcast um, since you launched? I mean, how, how are things going? Oh, I think, I mean, every time and, and truly when I, when I launched, I didn't have a lot of expectation as to how quickly it might move, how quickly I might grow because of, I am, I'm really, truly super niched as what I'm doing. Boss Girl Creative is teaching nitty gritty of blogging and social media. There's I think now in my market, there's probably a few more people that have entered the realm, but I truly am, I think at this moment, one of the only ones that has stayed focused on specifically blogging, specifically social media and and helping you to grow your online empires. And so I knew after going to podcast movement uh, in 2015, I guess, not long after I launched my podcast, by the way. And talking to some of the advertisers and some of the people that were in the industry of getting advertising onto podcasts and hearing kind of like benchmarks. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's going to take me forever to hit that kind of a benchmark. Um, And so that that was a little disheartening uh, to hear that, hey, they only want to advertise with you Mm -hmm. if you have at the six week mark, 25,000 downloads on an episode. And you're like, Oh, I'm not anywhere close to that. And I'm still not anywhere close to that. And I'm okay with that because I'm, I know who my market is and I have an amazing, uh, I have an amazing agent who does sell my show for me. So I do have advertisers come on in, and it's not traditional advertising the way that my show is being sold. We're, we're looking at the bigger picture, like what is my influence and let's look at my community and let's, you know, we'll also factor in those download numbers, but it's not just about the download numbers. So once I, it is, it truly is about the big picture and how influential I am as a whole. Like let's look at all of my social media accounts Um, And not just the show itself. Um, So I knew as long as I I was growing just a little bit, every time I logged into Libsyn to upload a new episode, as long as from week to week I was growing by just a few new downloads, I was, that's exactly what I wanted. So I still have not ever tracked it. I go in there and if, if there's an uptick, I'm like, yes, I'm doing something I'm growing. And anytime that I get an email from a listener that I didn't know was a listener, I know I'm growing. So Mm. that's how I am measuring. It's probably not the best way to do it, but it makes me feel good because my whole goal with Boss Girl Creative is to give. And I'm really good at giving. I'm not so great at receiving and making an ask, but it's so important for me to give and to help people grow their online businesses and to be that resource so that they know there's someone out there watching them and helping them and being their cheerleader. And that's what Boss Girl is for me. 
I love that. And I wanted to say that I do the same thing. I don't, I don't have like a clear tracking system. I definitely, I have never even thought or reached out or found agent to help to, to get advertisers, but, but I do the same thing in terms of like Libsyn and I, you know, I, I'm not looking at it as a vanity metric. I'm, I'm just looking at it like, oh, okay. So this month we had double like last month when that happens, I'm like, okay, whatever we did, we have to just do that and more again this month. Um, but when, when I do that, I know that I'm growing and I think that that's, that's great. Um, yes. Yeah. So do you feel, so you said, okay, so you said that there's a crossover a little bit. So you did, do people reach out to you? Now who reaches out to you? Now where is that crossover? I'm trying to figure that out. Like the crossover between, between Boss Girl Creative and Sugar Creek. Do people so, who are wedding wedding people kind of yes. reach out to you? I would imagine. Yeah. So when, um, when they find out that I'm more than just rentals and they start going we start going down this road of what are the other things that you do and people now introduce me as oh she does rentals but oh my gosh she also has this amazing podcast and so yes so basically now I get asked to speak at networking events specifically for wedding professionals and I've got some things in the works to do some social media workshops with a couple of other wedding industry pros who also are in the business of teaching outside of what their niche is. So I'm going to be doing something with a hair and makeup artist who has spoken many times at Wedding MBA, which is a major conference for wedding professionals that happens in Vegas every year. And uh, so, yeah, there's a big crossover. Once they learn that I'm teaching them how to grow their online businesses, they immediately start listening and start following. And then I'll start getting more messages. And um, so there's that's the crossover is I'm not just in like I I'm really good friends with a lot of my competitors in the vintage rental business arena and they're learning from me to grow their businesses. Oh, and that's what so this good. is for me is, yeah. is community. Yeah, that is awesome. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it seems like everything really like the the podcast is helping you really build that platform. And maybe it's going to build that bridge back to your blog, you know, yes. the blog. So I love that. Is there anything... Ah, uh, let me think. Is there anything fun that you think that you're doing with um, fun, new, working in your mind, like this working or based on not your numbers that's working or helping you that you're the you, you didn't do before with the podcast, but you're now doing to promote it? I finally got that sentence out. <laughs> <laughs> ah, blah, ah, blah, blah. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm really not doing anything different. Um, my mission and what I show up to to do every single week with Boss Girl Creative, I'm talking to people that I know who they are. So, like, if you become super active in my community and you hear me riff about some strategy in your niche, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking globally. And so if you hear me say something about the wedding industry, I'm actually talking to a very specific person who may have just reached out to me and asked me a question. Uh, or if I talk about the book 
related blogging industry, uh, a book blogger. I have a I have a couple of very active book bloggers in my community, and that's who I'm talking to. So I look at Boss Girl Creative as something for me. I mean, it it definitely lifts and works my soul in some amazing ways. But I know every time I show up to the show, no matter who's listening, I know I'm talking to my true 1000 fans, the people that are actually showing up and interacting with me in my community, sending me emails, privately messaging me, talking to me on Instagram, however they're communicating to me. When I put out a new episode, I know exactly who I'm talking to. And I think that makes a big difference in your business. If you can, like you always hear, you want to know who your client avatar is. I call them your blue person. Mm -hmm. You want to know who that person is, but when you can actually physically create that person and know who that person truly is, like they are actually a tangible person, your business will grow even further because that person has ears and you are talking directly to that person and a multitude of those persons. And I think that's what has helped me not only being a blogger, but now being in the wedding industry and seeing my fellow wedding vendors and what their struggles are and what they're working towards and and how they need to grow. There's a lot of us in the world and there's a lot of bloggers and there's a lot of small business owners. And by being able to, for me personally, by being able to talk to those people specifically and riff with them and in a podcast episode where I don't necessarily have to call them out, but they'll, they'll know that I'm talking to them when they hear me, you know, sound off on their category. Yeah. That's a great point too, just about communication. Cause you really, isn't the, the old rule of thumb when you're copywriting or you're writing an email or whatever is you're writing for one person. So if you truly are like there was, let's say there's a thread in a Facebook group and you're like, I really need to riff on that and, and kind of talk to that person. And this might be helpful for someone else too. So that's my episode this week. And when you do that, you're really talking to someone. So there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's just honesty in that you can feel that you're directing that at someone. Right. And it makes, you know how like a lot of people are scared to hit publish because they are scared of who might be listening, who might be reading, that the world is huge. And if you can zero down on talking to that person, and even if you're, even if you don't know who that person is just yet, talk to your best friend get on the microphone, write a blog post, write an email, whatever it is, and talk to the best your best friend until you have that person you're actually talking to. And I promise you, it will make you grow and see your business in a completely different light when they are real people. Mm-hmm. Have you always been doing this? I'm just curious. Because like, I, I feel like, I mean, you've been blogging for so long that I can imagine that over that time you obviously get to know people and um but I'm curious like if you've always been as intentional about it because it just um you're you're really at a sweet spot I think with (laughs) with your audience right now so probably in the very beginning I wasn't I knew I had a built-in audience because I had already been teaching 
you know, through the blog, the mm-hmm. 40 plus lessons in yeah. the hashtag blogging education series. But I didn't necessarily know who I was talking to. I knew I had a built in audience. They were going to come and listen to me. I had really great feedback, you know, after the first kind of three to six months and uh, got myself out there, started talking about how to podcast and at blogger conferences and really growing my my reach and my influence and my circles probably about let's see I'm I'm at 140 episodes as of today and probably at the year mark so at 52 episodes is when I kind of finally realized this is how I and I don't want to say leverage but that's that's basically what it it is if we get down to brass tacks but this is how I can leverage who is actually showing up and supporting me and I mean, I'm live every Wednesday night in my Facebook group. I know. And after, that's like a, you're after the show, basically, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I talk about, you know, real brief, like what the episode was about. And then we jump right into like whatever their questions are. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about what books we're reading. I mean, it's just a way for me to hang out with my community and those that actually want to get to know me better, get their questions answered, so on and so forth. And so I think probably around episode 52 moving into second year of podcasting is where I really kind of just threw my arms around it and said you know what this is when I get on the microphone I'm going to speak at them I'm not going to talk at them Mm -hmm. yeah and you're going to be connecting with that one person I mean we both talk enough to a lot of people. So there's there's going to be time. Obviously, your episodes come from somewhere. And why not come from, why not have you be inspired and then responding right. to specific people? I mean, it makes so much sense. Yeah, um, like I'll, I love finding, like I don't particularly like to reinvent the wheel all the time. So like a couple of episodes ago, I stumbled onto somebody hosting a gigantuan blogger survey and um I basically my whole episode was me riffing off of their findings but as I was riffing I was also being very strategic with who was listening and who I was talking to and giving them okay well this is what this this finding is this is what they're saying their survey concluded and this is how you can make it work for you in this niche or so I'm I'm still always no matter what I'm doing I'm still always when I'm when I go into the strategy portion of whatever it is I'm talking about mm-hmm. I am that's where I bring the person back in oh that's so great um it actually gives me lots of inspiration for upcoming episodes of this this show and I've I've often honestly thought and like it's so funny when I mentioned this in another episode, I got emails and I was like, oh, okay, people are listening. Um, that I sometimes struggle with this podcast because I'm like, well, it's not just about product launches. Launching is such a bigger word than that. And so sometimes I think maybe I should just stop this podcast and do something else or something. And it's a little scary when you get people reaching, not scary in a bad way, but you're like, oh, people are listening. And okay, I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I just needed you guys to tell me. Um, Right. You don't know until they say something. Yeah. And you know, there's, there are always this, the people who are really good about replying every single week. And they're like, Oh, this one, this is what I did. When I was listening to this, I thought about this, you know, there, there are always good 
not good, but consistently responsive people. But it yeah. is when, when, when there are surprises coming out of nowhere, then you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Or you mm -hmm. meet someone or you meet someone at a conference, you're like, oh, when someone says they've listened, they listen to your podcast, you're like, really? You're, it's a very weird feeling. It's very surreal. Yes. Uh, and I yes. had that, I had an experience and I, I talked about it. I called her mystery elevator girl until she emailed me and told me what her name was. But I went to, I was in Dallas. Of course she is, emailed you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, it was me. Yeah. Um, I was in Dallas and I live an hour south of Dallas and I was visiting a friend who was in town for a fashion blogger conference yeah. and I was in the elevator and a girl was in there and I'm talking to my friend and she interrupts and says, are you Taylor? And I'm like, oh, yes. And she's like, I listened to your podcast. I recognized your voice. <laughs> and she's from Tampa. Like she's not even from Dallas. And so like talk about small world to be in an mm. elevator and be recognized by your voice. And you just don't know how big your show is until the people you know, come into your inbox and say something to you or walk up to you in an elevator. Yeah, or like you're like, because ah, you just, I think it's easy to just get disconnected oh, from the fact that there are real people. So I honestly like, Taylor, that you have like this in-person, real kind of like, you talk to people, you interact, there are brides, there are people, you know, related to the weddings and the parties and different things that you're, you're doing the the rental furniture for and and more than that it's more than that I know it's more of an experience but I'm glad you have that to balance yes. out the being just online or being behind a microphone and being in your closet I yes think you, <laughs> I think you record in your closet I, I do. sometimes do but sometimes I get so lazy and I'm just like I'm just gonna be here and I'll kind of put like a a towel over my head or something. Yeah. Um, but I think that that will keep, keep, keeps you grounded. And I think that anybody who's listening, if you spend most of your time just like behind your computer, just kind of typing to people, you really need to get out. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and like find some of your, there are a lot around Dallas, Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. There are a ton of networking events and like yeah. there's a, a website called meetup.com yeah. and like you can find professionals doing meetups all over your town. I mean, especially if you're in a major metropolitan, but that's a cool website to go find and network with people. Oh, by the way, I was just told about a business kind of meet, not really meetup, but it's like an arm of a, I feel like it's like a dating app. Do Bumble or something like that. Bumble Biz is what it's called. Oh. So you can literally connect with specific business owners. And um, but if you go in, apparently you'll see that it, it looks like it's like a dating app, but you just swipe, swipe, swipe until you get to the biz arm of it. And she's okay. been using it a lot here in Los Angeles to um, connect with people. So I just think it's interesting. I think that. Um. um Sorry, I thought I heard something behind me. Um, okay. I think it's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, it's the spooky podcast hour. I think that there are plenty <laughs> of opportunities and places to meet up with people. And even online entrepreneurs are often doing events in different areas. But the, the networking ones are generally not too expensive, if anything. Sometimes you can just go to them for free. 
Oh, yeah. I know uh, the Rising Tide Society, yeah. which yeah. is a really large creative. It, it started out in the wedding industry, but there's a whole lot more than just wedding professionals. And they have chapters. And like Fort Worth has one, Dallas has one. So that would be another way to see if you have a chapter of the rising tide, and that's creative entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I also I spend a, a lot of time at WeWork. The oh yeah, I have and a, they have uh, a really great co- community. They I mean they do a great job. I just um, I have one of their hot desks, so I just can kind of go whenever I want. That's um, cool. But I also have their app, which has like all these different channels and groups of people. And when they have events there, they say, "Hey, so and so is going to be coming and talking about." Um, I think there was actually like a wedding services company that was, I don't remember what exactly it was, but I know it was wedding related, but they'll just have it on. There was one where like, there's, there's someone who's going to be teaching a yoga class. So anything from, you know, just personal care to, to other business owners, I think any opportunity we can get to get in, get with other people is critical. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. If you are just building your business and your empire with a laptop, you need to go network with people. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes, like in Taylor's case, I don't want to keep you on all day. Oh, my gosh. I went over my my intended time. <laughs> of course, we're both talkers, so I could just sit here and go, and another thing. Um, yes. But what I was going to say is just sometimes – you could even do this networking, go to different events, see what's happening in your area if you don't know what you're going to do. If you don't if you're not even sure, maybe you have a business or have a blog or are doing something and you're like, "Yeah, maybe I want to do something else." Sometimes just getting around other people gets you inspired and different opportunities will come up. Oh, absolutely. But they can't come up if you don't show up. So <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. So, Taylor, I know this was kind of like I feel like this was like a hodgepodge of like what's Taylor up to and also really a call to anyone listening that if you've got a business that, you know, this isn't really if it feels stale, but sometimes I know myself, I always liked having something I was working on on the side when I was working in a day job. I always liked to have that other project or multiple projects. And I think that desire doesn't go away, even if you have a business you love and, it, and you're doing stuff you love. Um, so I, I'm so excited that you, you know, hung out with us today. And, and would you mind, I don't know if there's any advice you have for people who are kind of in this space of, you know, maybe not indecision, but want to kind of branch out, want to do other projects, what would you say? I would say go for it. Um, I, my personality is one that I cannot be bored. When I'm bored, nothing is happening. And to keep myself from boredom in order for me to kind of expand the creative portion of my brain, I have to be doing things. And I mean, it it can be just like tidying up my house. But when I can see potential in something, I'm going to go after it. I'll never forget my husband was a naysayer on my vintage business for a really long time until the money started rolling in because his brain thinks in just dollar signs. Of course. (laughs) He never thought that I could make something of this. And he specifically the vintage business and also the blog, um, the blog, he didn't, the podcast he didn't get for a really long time. Cause he didn't see the 
return on investment. He just saw me on my computer all the time. And um, so now he's seeing all of this. He now understands. But this allows me so much freedom from what my normal day job is, which is super boring. And And by the way, it's it's actually okay to have a day job. Why not? Yes, it is. Because it actually kind of alleviates that a little bit of that that stress of of fun money and finances. So everything else you do is cake. It is cake and it's allowing me to figure out what's going to work. And that is the key here. Like my day job, I do not have to hustle to put food on my table. I, I am not bound by the blog, the podcast, and the vintage business to pay our bills, to put food on our table. So this is a time for me to discover what I can really make out of those things. And eventually, yes, they will replace the day job, but my day job allows me the Mm -hmm. flexibility to explore all these other really cool things that could become a yeah. full-time thing. And by the so. way, Taylor's not the only one. Like there's there's this one beauty blogger, beauty and luxury blogger I follow on YouTube. She's an anesthesiologist. She lives in Texas too. You might know oh, who she wow. is. Her name is Christina. Oh, that's so cool. Christina no, Brawley is her name. Anyways, I just, I, she's in her, I mean, granted, they've got plenty of money. So she really does do the YouTube for fun. Yes. Um, and because she loves shopping, she loves makeup, why not? You know, that's her thing. So yes. um so I love that, you know. So if if you're if you're listening from a day job right now, just just realize there's so, you can still go to networking events and still explore different opportunities. Oh, and and that's that's the flexibility because right. you get to like if it doesn't work, try something else. Yeah. Like don't give up on your passions. And even if you're not really a hundred percent certain what that passion is, it will blossom into something because yeah. I mean, if you if you try it, just keep trying it until it blossoms into what you want it to be. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay, Taylor. Thank you so much for hanging out today. Where can we, where should we check you out? I'll put put your Instagram and your uh, different profiles there, but bossgirlcreative.com? Bossgirlcreative.com is the podcast and all of my social, um, specifically just for me personally, is at Tay Bradford blog. And then the Sugar Creek Vintage Rentals is at Sugar Creek Vintage Rentals. Awesome. Well, thank you again. This was really fun and easy. And I I can't wait till we get to chat again. I know. Thanks, Anne. Okay, take care. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Taylor. I would love it if you would head over to annesamoylove.com forward slash 173. Leave a comment for Taylor or any questions you might have, as well as check out any of the links that we talked about today, including Taylor's various businesses or parts of her business. And I'd also like to welcome you over to iTunes. Love to get some feedback from you. So if you're feeling obliged, leave me a review, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and, you know, get caught up on some of the ones you haven't listened to yet. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.